the band's back together, uh, and by the band, I mean the duo, right? Uh, Justin's back. I'm here. We're making a podcast this week, and it's the Canes Country Podcast. Uh, I'm Brett Finger, and Justin Lape. Hello. It's been Hello. a couple of weeks, sir. Hello. It has. It has. I'm I'm glad to be back. Uh, how, how was your Thanksgiving? I don't think we've talked since Thanksgiving. We haven't. Um, not in the podcast. Um Man, so it was. It was just. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, I'm thankful. Yeah, thankful good. for the podcast. I'm thankful for all the people who listen to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're we're very fortunate in that way. Yes, yes, and all the people who like, rate, and subscribe. I mean, that's, I'm even that's more thankful for them. I'm, I'm definitely so thankful for them. They should tell their friends and get them to do the same. And that I would be, be even thankful more thankful for that as well. Oh my god, I'd be yes. thanking all of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you've done that. Uh, send me a DM on Twitter and I'll reply. Thank you. I'm thankful <laughs> just, for you. Just that. No, thank you. Period. No, no exclamation point. It's, <laughs> it's not like an the office it's just, when yeah, it is it's your birthday. birthday and Dwight hangs up a sign that says it is your birthday with a period at the birthday. end of it. Yeah, it'd be like that. So thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was. It was awesome. It was awesome. Good time. Um, lots of food. Yeah. I mean, that's typically yeah. how most people's Thanksgiving go, but. You know what? I just been really sad because, in a football aspect, my team is absolutely atrocious. Um, they didn't play on Thanksgiving. They but looked that's great for a half. On they did Monday night with the goat Eli Manning. Man, he looked like he was thirty-five again. Yes. Speaking of turning back the clock, I was going to try to make a hockey transition there, but I didn't. Um, Joe Thornton does that from time to time, right? And that's a good. He's segue. throwing more <laughs> things than clocks. Yes. On uh, on Thursday when he was throwing what the, the what the hockey he was throwing haymakers he was throwing haymakers yeah. yeah um yeah that was interesting right um yeah. so San Jose uh, Carolina that was the game Thursday night uh, really good game like a really entertaining game um mm-hmm. a game that the Hurricanes won uh, I was there covering it it was a good time um. Nice. Entertaining hockey and for the Hurricanes, a good result because they really needed it. At that point, they had lost two of two in a row, or I'm sorry, three of four. It's what they lost. Uh, after that good game in Boston, uh, they came back and they got home, and it was a it was a nail biter against a good San Jose team that's been really good lately. But they pulled it pulled it out uh, after you know really just a tough game and they were dominant in overtime so it would have been really unfortunate if they lost in shootout but the hurricanes are great in shootout and in overtime for that matter they've only lost what one overtime game this year and they've won six or seven yeah something yeah. like that so crazy they've been great they've been great and it's a representation of how much skill they have now and uh, that's gonna be something that we'll talk about a lot as the podcast goes on um and then they went, they stayed at home. They didn't go anywhere. And then the Minnesota Wild came to town. Victor Rask uh, was in the building. So was Eric Stahl, for that matter. Uh, and they got the floor mopped by Sebastian Ajo, who had a 5-point night, uh, career high. Third NHL hat trick. Boy, was he very, very good. And he did it in 15 minutes of ice time, which was the third lowest of the year and one of his lowest ever. Um, so that was very impressive. And then the, 
game on Tuesday. Went to Edmonton. Um, that was scary for a little bit. You know, the first period ends. They're up 3 nothing. Ryan Dezingle scores right before the buzzer. Ajo scored in the first period. Nino Niederreiter scored a big goal with an assist from Jake Gardner, who I'll talk about here in a few minutes. Because, oh. um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about him in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, 3-0 after the first, and then <laughs> before you know it, it's 3-3, three to three, and Connor McDavid's starting to single-handedly bring his team back. Um, and the Hurricanes were kind of in a situation where, oh no, they're blowing another lead, and they didn't. They, they blew the lead, and they got the 3-3, but then they took control of the game in the third period, one. So a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's talk about how Carolina's goalies have been really involved, though, with the with the physicality. Joe Thornton uh, with the right hook on Patrick Marlowe. Um, boy, that was, that was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, Zach yeah. Cassian tried to remove James Reimer's helmet in Edmonton. So, (laughs) wow. What the hell, man? It's crazy. I got to give them credit, though, for both sticking into the sticking in those games. Like, don't let that rattle you. They were better after that happened. Yeah. Uh, Marazic led up a quick one. Yeah, especially Marazic. Marazic led up a quick one after. I think he was in his head a little bit in the third period in overtime and shootout. Oh, my goodness. He was great. And I don't think James Reimer allowed a goal after that. (laughs) So, (laughs) I think we all have learned a valuable lesson here, which is Coke's the other team's players into punching goalies is what we was what we learned because their power play is great and the other team's going to get a penalty for it and man who would have thought who would have thought <laughs> i didn't think about that i didn't think that would happen no so let's just think about that for a little bit all right <laughs> all right um, Feel free to pause if you want to think about it a little bit longer. I, I can do that if you want I'll, to. Because um, I'm thinking about it, and we got to move on, but I'm let's thinking break about down. It. We should let's all think. Break... No, no. Uh, let's yeah. Not, let's not turn it on. Let's think a little bit more about the Sharks game. Let's, let's start there. Um, okay. We're thinking What a back-and-forth game. I, like I think, yeah, especially Peter Morazic, um, the focus in that shootout, especially to stop Eric Carlson, there was a save late in overtime that – like could have sneaked by him, but he's he kind of pinned against the post. Um, it was a late chance, like on the right hand side. But um, I I think yeah, down the stretch he was fantastic in that game, and it, it was a big game for J- Jake Garner too to finally kind of let loose and and get that goal because mm-hmm. I mean he's been as you wrote about uh, one of the most unluckiest players in the NHL. People people weren't happy about that statement. Not really. Yeah, I mean, people don't think he's unlucky. And now is that what Toronto? Toronto no, fans no. are calling. I think people have already said gotten to bad. the conclusion that Jake Gardner is bad. No, and I I get it from the standpoint of he's a minus seven. He was a minus eighteen or nineteen something. That's awful. Um, I talked about it with Brian a little bit last week. Um, there is some blame to go on him, but man, like the. If you're watching him play, almost he he's not playing horribly. Like that minus eighteen isn't representative really of how bad he's been because he the numbers say that he has not been a 
worst defenseman in the league by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and when you watch him, I don't think he looks like the worst defenseman in the National Hockey League. He looks like um, a guy that's uncomfortable and kind of not really in the spot he needs to be quite yet. And I think that, especially with defensemen like him, offensive defensemen who need a lot of freedom with the puck and to do all that stuff, I think you got to give him time. And um, I, I was really happy to see his game over the past three games because I think he's been playing his best hockey of the year over the last three games. Uh, he's looked very good. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, happy for him. Happy for the Hurricanes that they uh, hopefully don't have a horrid contract on their hands with Jay yeah. Gardner. Yeah. Because at the time, it looked like a steal. It, it was, yeah. It looked like So you got him below market value and like for he's longer than you would expect. Yeah. It just, it's taken him some time. It took Dougie Hamilton time, right? And yep. now you see where Hamilton is. Uh, Garner's not going to be Hamilton, but he can be a very good defenseman. And yep. he's a top four exactly. caliber guy. It's just about getting him comfortable and getting him up to speed. And hopefully these last three games are representative of where his game will be, say, in February, March, April, May, yep. June. Who's keep to listening say, up the really? months. There's some more. July, there's August. No, but they won't be playing in July. But they will uh, be. Sure. Will they be playing in June? I mean, who's I sure to say? Hope. Really? I sure hope. We'll see. Um, be pretty so, awesome. Yeah. So Gardner's been playing well. The Canes been playing well. Um, Victor. Can Rask. I mention someone else who's been playing out of their mind? Well, I was going to talk about Victor Rask. So um, oh, yes, yeah. you can. He does. Play no, out I, of his I mind. don't think Victor Rask should take. Uh, you know, seniority here or uh, important. It's not more important than what you're going to say in, in all likelihood. So you go ahead. <laughs> uh, Tavo Teravainen. Oh my God. Yeah. I think in the past two games, this is the most talented display of passing I've ever seen. Wow. Like he is insane. I mean, especially last night in the Edmonton game, just a little touch pass to Sebastian Ajo. He knew exactly where he was going to be, placed it perfectly for him. Um, but, I mean, just, I know that they've been line mates for a while, but that still doesn't kind of, like, take away from how talented you have to be to make the certain passes that he made, especially in that Minnesota Wild game, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hat trick doesn't happen if, if Tavo Teravine is not on the ice. Tavo so. had two primary assists on Ajo's two goals that were scored on a goalie, and then Ajo scored on the empty net. And again, it was just perfect placement. There's, yeah. you can't, you can't beat that. Especially and, the and first the, one, that like that drop pass from Aho to Teravine, and he flared over to the right wing, and he got his uh, one-time shot, his offside or his offside handedness left on the right, and he just cranked a one-timer right, right in there, and that was just an excellent display of passing. Yep, from, it's from just yeah. I just, I, I really, you know, you have. Great goal scorers and Sebastian Ajo and Andre Svechnikov, but to have the value of a player that is talented at passing as Tavo Teravainen is is just is so valuable. Like, I mean, I you got to protect him at all costs. He's the man. He's the man. He like, I, the man. I just, I yeah, what in, a player. Yeah. In addition to that, I I love the style of play that he is because I I I really like like really smart high IQ playmaking players or playmaking forwards who are also really good defensively, like with their stick and positioning. And that's exactly what Tavo Teravainen is because he's excellent defensively as well. 
Yeah, and he's honestly a little bit gritty too in the defensive end. Like yeah. he yeah, like he'll he'll stick lift somebody, he'll you know, he'll he'll throw a jab or something like that. Like he's not afraid to do that. And I think like to have that is just so valuable. But yeah, I mean the beautiful you know, pass to Andre for the tip in on that and then yeah. the cross ice that was his feed third to a moving game. Sebastian Ajo was for a one timer was like crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. Yeah. He's he he's a special player, as is Sebastian Ajo, who scored a measly five goals in two games. Um, yeah, well, I thought I thought so there was bad. I thought there was a chance he'd get another hat trick, but then Dougie Hamilton scored from the red line. So red line. Edmonton didn't pull the goalie after that. I felt like that didn't get enough traction today. The fact that he scored from the red line, he did. Like I, I, yeah, only on like Kane's Twitter maybe, but like the highlight reels, like they just. He didn't... also, he also took a penalty a few minutes later after that, and when it was a six to three game, there's about three minutes left. It was over, um, and a, an Edmonton Oilers fan was heckling him in the penalty box, and he he points up to the scoreboard and he said, "Scoreboard, <laughs> yeah. it's six to three. Perfect. It was very funny. It Perfect. was very funny. Um, it was a very dumb Dougie Hamilton, uh, type of." move and it was it was great honestly yeah i mean what a that was his 11th goal of the year he has what 30 points on the year i mean wow i mean that's i think we all had high expectations for him but man that that's insane even after i think we kind of expected at this point it'd probably be a downtick in production which in the goal department it has been a little bit but he's still racking up assists, and he's still racking up very good uh, power play shifts and even strength shifts. And, and like Tara Vinen, he's so good in his defensive zone, in his, in his own zone now, that there's really no area in the game that you can't play him in. Because he's been mm-hmm. on the penalty kill, and the penalty kill is second in the league. Um, yeah. It's great. Honestly. Dang. Man, I, I really like the way they've been playing. And I think... Uh, they don't really need. I I had to write a piece today on Taylor Hall. I don't know if you saw it. I did, but I was assigned to write a piece on Taylor Hall. Um, any other year, it'd be like, oh yeah, we definitely need him. Oh man, what a guy! Like, let's get him. Let's get him. Let's get him. No, I I think we're absolutely wow. fine where we're at. And I know. I mean, obviously, it's an enticing option, and we have the the you know tools to get him. But I just I don't know. I don't think we need him. <laughs> Well, I mean, That's a weird statement to it'd say. It'd be nice to have him, I think. If you're oh, yeah, ranking. for sure. For sure. But it's like, I think just the way they've all been playing is fantastic. And then you still have, like, a hollow when he's not hurt. Um, I think that he can add a lot of value, too. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it's a... Let's, let's talk about this a little bit. You don't feel like Hall is turning into a Furland situation at all, right? Because, like, I think the difference with Furland was he was still in, but he was not performing like he was streaky at the beginning and then he kind of fell off and then he got hurt but like it was just hollow was streaky and then he just got hurt and he's been out you know what i mean do you still feel like that's a that's a furlan situation or no um well obviously and obviously you know this uh everybody knows this hall and furlan obviously different levels of player right so obviously hall was a heart trophy winner a couple of years ago and the big thing for him has been injuries so that's something to 
kind of worry about if you're Carolina and in, in, in any team really. Um, and, and when you're trading for a guy like that, um, you do it with the intention of re-signing him. And are the Hurricanes in the position where they can give Taylor Hall nine to ten million dollars a year? Because if he goes on the open market, that's about what he'll get um, from some team. So yeah. So, and you know, you you have you have great deals with Slavin, Pesci, Aho, Teravainen. Lots of great deals. Natchez and Sveshnikov are going to be expired deals and. A season and a half for Svechnikov and two and a half seasons for Natchez, right? So you have to consider that. Uh, the, the, the goaltending situation is still kind of, you don't really know what's going to happen in two years. Um, then you have uh, Eric Halla, who has been hurt, but he's been very good when he's been in the lineup. He's a pending UFA. There's a lot of uncertainty, and not to mention uh, the guy who's second or third in Norris contention right now, Dougie Hamilton has a contract that expires after next season. So there's a lot of money to think about here. And is, is Taylor Hall worth giving all that money to probably, but you don't know if he's going to stay healthy. And if you trade for him and you give away the, the, the farm pretty much for, for Taylor Hall, you got to know that he's signing an extension. I don't think you can trade for him without him putting pen to paper, you know, Absolutely. Like, kind of like Mark Stone Absolutely. did. So, yeah. yeah, I obviously Taylor Hall would make this team a lot better. It'd make any team better, but it, yeah. it comes down to what you have to do to get him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it might just be too much. Um, I kind of wrote that it basically starts with a first, if not two firsts, yeah. Um, depending on how the rest of the package shapes out. Uh, Devils who need help on the back end, so I mentioned Prisky and or Bean. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's time to, like, if they're serious about a Stanley Cup and they have the roster to do it, it to make moves like this, even, I'm not saying it has to be Hall, I'm just saying in general, um, they have to be willing to part with prospects that may not make it. Or could make it on another team, but just not ours. Um, I know that kind of looks rough right now, especially with the play of Adam Fox. But I think, you know what I mean? They, you can't just let him waste away. Yeah. And I, when you look at what Mark Stone went for, he went for Eric Branstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a second. That's not a, a terribly high price. Um, I wonder what it's going to take to get Hall. Because if you're looking at these kind of prospects, I don't know if Carolina still has a prospect that's as good as Eric Branstrom. So that's practically a first-round pick value. Um, and a pretty good value first-round pick. So if the Hurricanes give up a first, and they give up a second, and, you know, but then you wonder what, I mean, Taylor Hall is, what, two years removed from being a Hart Trophy winner. But the Mm -hmm. injuries are a thing. So, I mean... It kind of depends on where the where the sweepstakes end up, I think, because if you can do it, then you then you do it. Obviously, I don't think anyone's saying that they don't want Taylor Hall on their team, but it, I think it just depends on all all the things and how committed he is to going to free agency and all all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about Charlotte. Oh, wow. Let's do that. Man. Man. Yeah, uh, the Panthers are playing great. Yeah, the Panthers. the Panthers. Oh, wait. We'll talk about... Actually, you know what? I do want your opinion on them. Or you want to talk about that now? Uh, we can do whatever you want, man. Dude, all right. Let's do it, man. Okay. All right. We'll start with the checkers first, actually. Okay. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, they've been kind of crap. They've been kind of crap, man. It, it's. I knew that... I think I underestimated how much the how losses that they were. sustained would affect the team but man they are not good they're not good they're not consistent mm-hmm. and that's the problem and now they're dead last in their division uh pretty much bottom or actually no i take that back they're second to last in the division but pretty much bottom 10 of the league bottom dwellers, uh, man. yeah yeah bottom dwellers um there's some bright spots of course uh league's best penalty kill by a mile mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty good yeah, um man. the big problem is they can't score they just can't score they're second to last in goals for isn't that bad that's pretty bad that's bad that, that means you don't win many hockey games but um Math heads up. on the back end the goaltending not really helping them out either uh forsberg with a 901 in 13 games and adelkovich with a 904 in 12 games so yeah well, let me ask you this, even though maybe you don't follow them as closely. What do they got to do to get out of this? Is it is it the call-ups? Is it the losses that you just kind of throw it away and say, all right, you know what, whatever. We won the Calder Cup last year. This has got to be a bad season. And then you know they're going to get kind of re-upped with more talent uh, with some players like Drury and, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know who else would probably be assigned there. Selgren at some yeah, point. Yeah, um, So... And Bach, I think Bach will be over Dominic next Bach, year. Yeah, yeah. Everyone forgets that we still have him. Yeah, <laughs> he's I mean, a decent prospect. That's a that's a, that's a good prospect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of always thought this was going to be tweener year because when you look yeah. at the roster, um, obviously this roster is not a Calder Cup candidate. Um, we knew that entering the year, so the fact that they're not very good isn't super surprising to me. Um, because all of the team's top players left. Uh, Wall went to Vegas in the trade. Podorowski's in Anaheim. Brown's in Vegas. Uh, a bunch of depth pieces left. Uh, Tokarski left. Uh, Martin Natchez is in the NHL. So you look at all of that. And really when you look at that team in terms of who you're evaluating for the future. Uh, in Net Nedeljkovic, who's had an up and down year. Um, Julian Gauthier, who hasn't been playing well, but is currently up with the team, playing on the fourth line. Then you have Jake Bean, Chase Prisky, Roland McEwen, uh, E2 Lusterainen. Uh, who else? Is that I mean, Morgan Geeky, Yanni yeah, Kwokinen? I mean, they have good players, um, but I, I, I just I don't see any dynamic difference makers at that level i was hoping yanny kuokinen would be that but so far not really yeah he's so, kind of he's kind of falling off he's so hopefully of... he can i mean it's still early it's still relatively early we're still in mid not even mid-december so maybe they can get something going maybe yanny kuokinen can start turning things around um brian gibbons is probably hasn't brian gibbons been their leading point getter and he's been up and down with the hurricanes so they've been 
missing out on him a little bit too. And yeah. I don't know, it's kind of a mess right now. But like you said, next year you're gonna see more players coming over and 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 playing in Charlotte because right now most of their team's top prospects are in Sweden or in college or the Ontario League, mm-hmm. whatever. So the AHL team really isn't uh, set up to be that remarkable, I don't think. Yeah, nope, not very much so. But uh, speaking of not remarkable, how about those Carolina Panthers? Ooh, now we're getting there. Big yikes. Um, Ron's gone. He's gone. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I don't st- care. He's like he's such a good guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, it's like I didn't expect to be, you know, like hitting the fields when he left, but I was. Man, I was, I was torn up about it a little bit. Like you know, it has to happen, but it still it still pains you because you can't necessarily blame all of it on Ron Rivera. Cam Newton got hurt. And they show that they can be decent, but they're just not good enough. And I think everybody yeah. kind of knew that. Yeah. Um, the offense was it has always been just Christian McCaffrey, while uh, while Kyle Allen's been in. So and the defense has been really shaky. So I get it. Uh, it's still unfortunate though because he seems like a, an incredible person uh, and all that. So yeah, it's 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 a tough one, man. Uh, what's your, how's your QB situation going to shake out? Like hell if I know. I don't think they know either. (laughs) What a mess. Cam Newton spent the whole year. Everyone was, okay, but I feel like Panthers fans can't forget that just like four or five weeks ago, everyone was on the Kyle Allen train. And and then, oh, he's a savior. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Any damn quarterback (laughs) that makes it to the NFL can go 20 of 25. Okay. That's not (laughs) difficult anymore. All right, because these offenses half the damn passes are three yards behind the the line of scrimmage, and you get you toss it to someone, they make moves, and they'll get you seven yards. Right, so the the completion percentage and and all that, like that's not super impressive. The Jets had Luke Falk play, and he was like twenty of twenty four. Okay, so that's not anything crazy to me. So. And I don't think Kyle Allen is as bad as Luke Falk. I don't think he's as good as Cam Newton, but he's not a difference maker at that position, at least not right now, and at least not consistently, because he's shown uh, promising things like against the Saints. He had an excellent game, probably the best game of his career. Uh, he had a really impressive game in a loss to Green Bay. It's like he almost beat Green Bay and New Orleans on the road. Almost. But not quite and it wasn't yeah. necessarily his fault but you know you you see some some glimpses of really impressive stuff but then you see that he's a 23 year old who you know is fumbling the ball a lot and making a lot of mistakes at times yeah so so oh, he started to throw a bunch of picks too so. yeah not not good when you do that um there you go so do you think you go through a rebuild or no, I don't know. I don't want to. They're going to waste Christian McCaffrey's prime. They are. They really are. Like that, really are. Christian McCaffrey should have come around. Well, I guess he shouldn't have come around later. Cam Newton. Uh, they need a quarterback. Let's just say they need a quarterback. Maybe, 
maybe Cam comes back and plays, but that's looking uh, somewhat doubtful. It's a tough, like it's a weird injury. It's a Liz it's a Frank foot injury, injury. Yeah. and and yeah. he spent he spent all year after playing very clearly hurt in the first two games of the season. He spent the whole year rehabbing it and training and all this stuff and you're like oh is he gonna make it back by the end of the year and it's like oh no he's nowhere close and then week 14 oh he's getting surgery on his foot and it's like mm, wish that would have happened a little sooner because now he's not gonna yeah. be ready till march april whatever um so yeah it's uh it's a bit of a mess and david tepper is uh making moves man he's doing the tom dundon thing he's coming in Cleaning house a little bit, trying yeah. to build it back up, and now registering trademarks for a Charlotte MLS team, yeah. and possibly owning that as well. So that's pretty crazy. Follow Kane's Country on Twitter. Yeah. I heard they're a great follow. If you like them on Facebook, I heard they're a good Facebook. I don't. I'm not on there anymore. I don't know if the kids are still calling it a Facebook, but you know, it's um, all capitalized now at Lanky Lape and at Brett underscore finger. Um, my mom now follows you. Don't know if you know that, but I told her you post very good gifs. And um, I said, you got to follow his content. It's good. It's well, I appreciate good. that. I yeah. appreciate you. I endorsed, um, I endorsed your promoting my Twitter my account mother. during your Thanksgiving <laughs> so, festivities. Hey mom, have you heard of this Brett finger guy? I, I, I imagine you sat down at the, at the table with your family and said, you know, who's a good Twitter follower. You know what you got to repost or something like that. Oh, One wow. of your best things was the, uh, the star Wars, but was, I think that was, was on good. your other account. I, I think it was on your that. account that got banned because you were 13. So <laughs> <laughs> that, you got to repost that or something. That was fantastic. But I think it has Bill Peters in it or something. So maybe not. Yeah, maybe probably not. not. Um, maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, that account was taken down because they thought I was 13 when in reality I was. You were 14. Uh, I was, I was 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Subscribe uh, to the Kane Century Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google. Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the Kane Country Podcast. We appreciate all of that. Uh, leave reviews, rate the podcast. It helps us out tremendously. It does. Anyways, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Bye.